Welcome to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. If photography is not just something you do, but who you are, this is the place for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything you need to be, do, or have to reach your true potential. Let's celebrate the creative photographer's lifestyle with your host, my dad, Linford Morton. Hey there, welcome again to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. This is the podcast for us photography enthusiasts, and it's your lifestyle podcast is what I like to think of it as, your photography lifestyle podcast, because we talk about everything you need to be, do, or have to reach your true potential. My name is Linford Morton. I'm your host. My friends call me Lynn, and of course, you can consider yourself in that number and call me Lynn. So glad you're here with us again today. I am speaking to you from Houston, Texas, where I am visiting my family um, for Thanksgiving. And those of you who celebrated Thanksgiving in the United States or in Canada, where you might have had it uh, a month ago, wherever you are, uh, I hope you had you know a good excuse to spend some time with friends and family and loved ones, and of course to get that camera out and uh, do a few a little bit of shooting. Um, um, I, I, you know, my family is weird in that I have a lot of photographers in my family. And so what we do after we finish Thanksgiving dinner is we set up lights and we do portraits of everyone who happens to be in the room because this is how we have fun. It's just our oddity. So if you follow me on Facebook, you might've seen that I posted a couple new, um, headshots because I, uh, I, I, got to be the, the stuck E this year. My dad got a new light set and he took it out and we all set it up and my brother-in-law and my dad were taking turns taking pictures and I said, oh, here's an opportunity for me to possibly get a new headshot for for my business. So I sat and I posed and and um, it turned out okay. Um, so I'll, if 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 I'll, what I'll do is put them on the the Shutterbug Life podcast. I mean uh, Facebook page, in case anyone might be interested in seeing how how what they did with me. <laughs> anyway, that was my Thanksgiving, and I hope you know whatever you did that you had a good time. I, I saw many of your photographs on Facebook and in uh, Instagram, and it looks like everyone, um, at least in our community, really had a good time. So I was really glad to see that. Well, today we have a great feature in store, I'd like to think. We are going to talk about the one big mistake you are probably making with your photography. That's right. I'm assuming that you are making a mistake, and I'm assuming it's a big one, and I'm going to tell you what it is. Now, I sort of say that tongue in cheek, but and I'll explain it later why I say this. But this is this we're not even going to get into now f stops and apertures because you know that's a different level of mistake. And this one we're going to go to the one big one that might be preventing you from from reaching whatever your goals are with photography. And we'll talk about that. And then I'll give you six questions to help you um, try and get back on the right path if you see yourself in that mistake. So that's that's what we have in store today. And I'm, I'm so glad that you're here again, but stick with us. We are going to um, get right to it and get into the one big mistake you 
are probably making with your photography. So I remember about six or seven years ago, I returned from a meetup and I am sitting in front of my computer and I am going through the photos I've taken and I just remember feeling like something was missing. You know, they were okay pictures. They, you know, we had a great time with my friends and, and, and those of you who were in the meetup at the time. We had a good time. And, it, and on the outside, there shouldn't have been anything for me to really complain about. But I still felt something was missing. And, and missing in that I was a little bored with what I'd done missing in that I felt creatively I was just in a rut and missing in that I just didn't know what to do with it or where to go next. I just knew I wasn't happy and I wasn't happy. Now, I, I love photography. Don't get me wrong. This was the thing I would choose to do with my free time more than anything else. I just didn't like the expression these days. So... I struggled with that then, and then I stumbled into something. So, because as I would learn a couple years later, the reason I was feeling so stalled was because I was making one big mistake. And once I found and corrected that mistake, my energy levels went back to normal, my creativity increased dramatically, and I've been able to keep pushing and keep pushing in a way that I wasn't then. So now, now that I've set this up like that, you're wondering, okay, go ahead, Lynn, tell us, what was that one thing? And you're not, when you hear this, you're going to be like, huh? But, but hear me out. The one thing that kept me from reaching my true potential and as a result become a little disenchanted and bored, the one thing that got me there was this word called randomness randomness. Now, I told you you'd go, huh? That's right. Randomness. Now, what's randomness? Here is a, a definition I pulled out of the dictionary just to help set the stage for us. Randomness is called without definite aim, purpose, method, or adherence to a prior arrangement. You're doing things in a haphazard way. So, sure, I was active. I could shoot photos whenever I could. I mean, I I was working a full-time job then, so I squeezed it in lots of times. But it was still random. You know, I I would show up at a location and, you know, point the camera at whatever was in front of me. I'd, you know, take pictures. I'd go on. And next time I get a chance, I'd show up somewhere different. I'd point the camera at whatever was in front of me. I'd push the button. And I'd go home. And, you know, this was, it was random. And, And like the definition says... You know, there was no aim, there was no purpose, there was no method, and it was I was going about my photography in a haphazard way. And and you will find because and I'm saying this because I read so many of 
our responses to the survey I sent out. And a lot of the symptoms I, you know, we are presenting, um, you know, frustrated because I can't find time. I don't know what to work on. Things don't come out the way I want to. Just all these things. They can all be traced back in some way. They can all be traced back to the root in randomness. Now, what do I mean by that? You know, randomness is like is when you are shooting and you're doing things and you're just showing up and just doing whatever and you have no, you know, you're not working on anything, you're not practicing anything, you are not contributing to anything, you are just, you know, just showing up and pushing the button. And while it might be, you know, sort of a temporary high, I'm telling you, you don't you don't reach your true potential or really, you know, get to the point where you feel fulfilled by operating in that random space. So what do we do about this? The biggest antidote to randomness is purpose. And so I'm, and it's more than just purpose because I'm going to give you six questions you can ask yourself. Six questions. If you ask yourself these questions, and if and in the answers, you will find the beginnings of your way back to if you are in any way feeling like you are just lost or or in a rut creatively or not reaching what you, you know, not making the improvements you think you'd like to make or not making the contributions you think you'd like to make. If you're in any of those under that big old umbrella, if you find yourself anyway there, I'm going to tell you that within these six questions, you might be able to find your way back to the path to correct whatever it is that's ailing you. So let's start. Number one is what's your why? And I've talked about this one before. You know, this one comes from a book from Simon Sinek and Simon Sinek's book says, start with why. Now, Simon realized that inspirational leaders, they identify a purpose and they follow it. The actions they take and what they make is secondary to achieving their mission. So Simon calls this leadership process the golden circle. Now, I'm going to include a video of Simon talking through this process, and I'm going to encourage you to go to the show notes and take a look at it because it's worth sort of exploring this idea. The golden circle says you start with why, and then you move to the how, and then you go to the what. And so the why, the vision, the how is the implementation, and the what is the product or service. This is in a business context. Now, he says, unfortunately, many leaders have this pattern backwards. They focus on what they do and how they do it, and then they try to differentiate based on their price and their quality and their features, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Let's, let's make this personal for photographers. Right? Because many of us start out thinking about what we want to photograph. I'm going to photograph birds. I'm going to photograph people. I'm going to photograph nature. This is where we start. And then once we've started there, we then think about, okay, how will I do that? I want to photograph, you know, flowers. Okay, how? Oh, good. I'm going to do macro photography. And then then I go and, and after I've decided, how, you know, the 
the the how, the what, and then the how, and then I then I get stumped going, okay, what do I do with this, and how do I make this more interesting for me? I think this is why so many of us who are looking for ways to develop our own style you know, sort of feel, you know, stumped. Because when I think in one of the earlier um, podcasts, I talk about developing your own style, right? Developing your own photo style. And part of it was, you know, the part of doing that was more of an exploration into who you are and why you are shooting. That's episode number two, how to create your own photo photographic style. You, you should go back. And, and this is going to be a, a lot of a continuation of a lot of things we've talked about. So I'm going to have a lot of links to, to prior podcast episodes. So when I reference them, you can go back and see uh, and from this episode's show note. So this is why, you know, many people get stumped with their style, Simon Sinek is proposing. And with the why, he's saying, if you start with, you know, why do you want to be a photographer? You know, why? What is it that, that makes you get up in the morning and want to grab a camera? Why is it that you feel like you want to create something pretty? Is it do you feel like you want to be able to communicate? Do you want to tell stories to people? You want to capture people's personalities? Why? I mean, what is it? And, and why should we? Why should anyone care? And and Simon is saying once you tap into that and get a good handle on what that what that why is, then you work backwards to if if. I, Linford Morton, the person who was trained as a photojournalist, likes the, the likes telling stories. The why is because I like capturing people and capturing the light in their eyes and telling their stories. Then I can go, okay, what can I do to help me express that? And this is how I end up doing street portraits or portrait photographies. And then I can get to the how. How would I now how will I express that? You know? And so you go backwards and once you understand and tap into the why. Why am I doing this? Why? Why is this important to me? <sighs> then it makes it so much easier to figure out the what and the how and to make sense of it in a way that's going to be fulfilling for you. So what's your why? That's the first question. The second one is going to be, what's your big thing? And I am going to suggest that you want to create more than pictures. I know you're a photographer, but we want to create more than pictures to be fulfilled. You know, just a bunch of snaps here and there are temporary. I want you to think about what will you create? You know, what can you make that enduring? And by that, I mean just a big project, you know, and, and it's something like... You know, sometimes you could, people will create a book. Some people will create a, a gallery showing of some kind, exposing some sort of a story. Uh, some people will create a business. Some people will do, you know, it depends. And again, tapping into your why. So it ought to be something you're passionate about and committed to completing. Because it then gives you a reason to keep going when you get bored. Because at some point, you're going to get bored, you're going to get in a creative rut, and you're going to need something to push you out. You can be like, I don't feel like doing it today. And you know that you have to do it today if you're going to get better. And the one thing that can get you over the hump beyond, 
I don't feel like it today, is to know you're working on something bigger and you've got to make progress on it because you said you would make progress on it. So think about this, you know, what kind of long-term project can you pour yourself into? What will you create? What's your one big thing? Because when I see you, you know, I want to be able to say, you know, what one big thing are you working on? And, And get excited when you give me your answer. Now, question number three, how will you serve? Now, we're, we're talking service here because this is important because it gets us out of this selfish mode where I love the phrase that the people from Help Portrait use. Something about it's not about taking pictures. It's about giving pictures because when you say, how will you serve? It's about how will I give? You know, what issue or cause can I use my talent to benefit? I'm going to challenge you to find a service project of some kind that you will work on with your talents and your photography. Because once you, if you find that once you start doing that and giving, and when you see the, you see how you can change your world with your, with something as something you take for granted, like your photography. In in past podcast episodes, I gave examples of people who were changing their worlds with their photography. And I have a few more lined up for next year. And we're going to continue exploring this because this is often for these for people who do it. One of the things that will give you the most satisfaction with your camera is is giving and and serving there's an old quote that said, service is the price we pay for the space we occupy. I, I really like that quote. So think about that. When you are thinking about your photography, think about how you will use it to serve. Okay? So that's question number three. Question number four is, how will you improve how will you improve? Because all of this talk is, is you know, at the end of the day, we want to get better, right? We, we, do, we do this because we're passionate about it. We do this because we're enthusiasts, but we also want to see improvement. We want to, we want to get better. We want to see our work start to go, you know, really go make people go, wow, and stop and stare. We want this, and, and ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yes, that's how I said it. Now, here's the thing. And, and my parents who are teachers will listen to this and cringe when they, when they hear me say that. But ain't nothing wrong with that. But, but, but think about this. How will you improve? And we talk, I talk about this quite a bit. You know, you have to identify this. You've got to first know what, what it is you need to improve. You've got to identify the specific skills that you have to work on to show some improvement. Then you've got to use deliberate practice to get yourself there to, so, to place a mastery on those skills. And then you have to use smart goals to track your progress. Now, we talk about all this in episode one, when I talk about goal setting for photographers. That episode on goal setting for photographers, go check that out if, if, if you want, you know, some meat on this issue. But you've got to do this because this is the only way you will improve. Outside of this, again, it is randomness. You're just shooting willy nilly and you might get better, but, but it's going to be more by fluke than by, 
by the result of a, a, a specific plan that you're working. And so you want to know how you plan to improve and what you'll do, because as you're working for this and as you see the development of your skills and your talents, that's going to be really rewarding for you as well. And that also helps fuel so that continuous motion to want to do more of it. So the question number four is, how will you improve? Now, question number five is, who will you help? That's right. Who will you help? Because, you know, you once you've learned something, you don't want to keep it stingily to yourself. I'm going to, again, challenge you. To, 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 to help someone, to share what you've learned, to use what you've learned to help someone else. And now I'm thinking about networking, right? This is networking. Now, so often we think about networking as, you know, who has what I need and how can I get it from them? What can I do to get what I need from Joe McNally or Scott, you know, Bourne or whomever? I want to be world famous. He's world famous. How can I get that from him? And I'm going to borrow an old phrase from Zig Ziglar that says, if you help enough people get what they want, sooner or later, you'll get what you want. And so your way of looking at networking might be, you know, how can I help? And no one says you can't help these people who are at a place where you want to be, but you're not going to approach them going, hey, Scott Bourne, what can I get from you? You're going to look at him and go, you know, how can I help him? What can I do to help him? And because if, if you approach them from, hey, I'd like to help you, he will probably stand out from 98% of the people this person sees or hears. And you will set yourself apart and you will probably reach your goals faster that way. So think about who will you help in meaning who will you include in your network? Number six is What's your plan? Because up until now, if you've answered all these questions, you've got some good ideas and you might even be able, you might even start getting excited thinking, you know what, I can do some of this, but it means nothing until you put it on paper, right? You know, what's your plan? You know, Anthony Robbins says, once you have that big idea, you want to have a massive action plan where you go and take massive action on it. And and so these we've talked about are really lofty, big goals, right? And, and so that in itself might be intimidating. So remember, you don't have to eat the whole elephant with one bite. So you can look at all these things you want to accomplish. And I, I like the, the, the David Allen getting things done approach. I use that. Um, in my work, which means like, what's the next action, right? If I want to accomplish all of that and I put down here all the things, all the things I want to do, tomorrow morning I wake up and go, what's the next action for the most important thing on that list? What's the next action? And and you can take the biggest um, projects and break them down into something actionable by just focusing on the next project, the next step. What's the next action I need to take? But but nothing of this, nothing will make sense or, may, may, you know, it won't amount to a hill of beans 
unless you have some sort of a plan. And by plan, I mean something you've written down somewhere that you can look at, that you can remind yourself of, that you can, um, uh, you know, keep yourself on course. I, I went back and when I was preparing for this episode, I saw an episode number one where I talked about goal setting. And I did not even remember that I had shared my goals for 2015 with you guys. And when I looked at it, I was like, hey, I've done most of this stuff already. I, I'm doing pretty well on my goals. But I would have known that if I didn't write them down. And I'm going to say the flip to that is I, I probably achieved most of them because they were written down and because I could go back and in in February and March and go, what am I supposed to be doing again? And seeing, ah, yes, I said I'd be doing 48 podcast episodes. I said I'd be doing an online class. I said I'd be, and all these things I said I'd be doing, um, I'm, I'm working either completed or still working. So having a plan takes all of these ideas and makes them real. So Write it down. So those are the six questions. You know, you you ask yourself, what's your why? Why am I doing this? What's the one big thing you're going to work on? How will you serve? What's how will you use your talent for service? How will you improve? This is professional development. How will you get better? How will you help? This is networking and networking by going into the how can I help you approach? And then what's your plan? This is what I want to accomplish. These are the the strategies and steps I need to take. And this is the next action I'm going to take to make all this stuff happen. Look, you answered these six questions. You are so far ahead of all of the other people who are just in photography, but just shooting randomly and not getting anything out of it, not being fulfilled from it and not getting anywhere at all. You will find yourself shooting with purpose, enjoying it, contributing, giving back and really feeling fulfilled. And this is now, now we're creating more than just pictures. We're creating a full lifestyle. This is, and this is what this whole podcast has been about all year, creating this shutterbug life, this lifestyle that says we're going to create more than pictures. We're going to create, you know, a lifestyle around it because we are enthusiasts and we love it, but we, but we don't want to be random about it. We want to be purposeful. Now I told you in the intro that I, I, I found myself in this place where after that meetup where I just couldn't um, figure out what was going, why I was just so blah with everything. And what I learned about myself after that, because is, you know, I started thinking about, you know, what, what am I most happy in? And what, one of the things, and if I ask, you know, similar questions to these, you know, when, when do I get the most out of it? And I remembered one day I was sitting at this luncheon or party or something like this. And I was just sort of like I do. I was, I, I was sitting in the corner and I had my camera in my hand and I was, you know, in my own world. And someone stopped by and they asked me a question about, you know, like they all, you know how they, people will do to you. Oh, that's a nice camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. And then someone asked a question about it and I answered and someone else asked another question and I answered that. And about 30 or 45 minutes later, I looked up and I had this semicircle or crowd of people at the party all crowded around, crowded around me. And they're all throwing questions and I'm answering this. 
And I am feeling energized now. Like, I'm loving this. This is fun. And in that moment, when I thought, went back there, I thought, that might be an indication of something, right? That might be an indication of where your true passion is. And so I thought, what if I started, you know, teaching? And I, I went and I sort of put, put together sort of an outline for a basic class, if I could teach it. And I don't know if you, you know, I don't think any of the people who were in that first one were around. But I, I told, I said on Meetup, I said, look, I just want to do sort of like a focus group photo tour, is what I announced it as. I said, I, I want to start teaching this, but I don't know, you know, if I have, you know, the right thing yet. So, I'm just going to put this up there and the first six or eight people who sign up for it, come on out. I'll teach a lesson and you don't pay me anything, but you just give me back some brutal feedback on what I did well and what I did wrong. I remember when it, when I was, I went and I sort of, I bumbled through the lesson as I thought I did, you know, the first one, because, you know, it's, it's not as polished as it is now. Um, but it, but I remember feeling so energized when I was done, like, I got to help some people and that was fun. I mean, I really enjoy helping other people both learn to take pictures, but also to become inspired to take more pictures. And I think a lot of you gave me that feedback as well on the, on the survey, which was really satisfying to me. Right. And because this is where I found my true calling, I thought this is what I would do. And so, you know, we started doing a lot of fun things like that in the meetup. And of course, I started, many of you know, I started teaching these free photo webinars once a month. And we, you know, we taught full lessons in these webinars. And I know a number of you would ask me, why are you doing all that for free? And it's because I loved it. I just enjoy, you know, you know, you, you find yourself in a place that goes, I like doing this so much. I would do it for free. Of course, that's not sustainable and kids love to eat. So I've got to find a way to feed them too. And, uh, you know, you provide something of value. I think it's fair that you, you, you ask for something. And so that's what I do. I mean, I, I probably try and give more than, than is required in most of my classes. If any of you, my lums are listening, you know, that's the approach I come from. If you want to hang around afterward and, and, and ask me questions, I'll probably hang out with you as long as you want to. I told early on, I told one of my, my attendees that, and he, he, he tested me. He stayed for almost an hour and a half to two hours and I, I hung there with him. And it's so funny because he wrote that in his, he wrote in a review later that said, you know, I can't believe he stayed with me as long as he did. I said, Hey, if you still have questions, come on. But anyway, the point is when I found that purpose, now, when I go off with a camera and I'm shooting, I'm either, you know, lots of times when I'm on meetups, I'm just really there to to make friends, to see how people are doing, to learn what kinds of questions you have so that I know what kinds of things I need to be thinking about creating or writing about or speaking about my podcasts. And if I'm shooting by myself, I'm usually thinking, how can I use this and and a lesson of some kind. How can I use this to illustrate something, to help someone learn something that you've been struggling with? And so now I found, now I've got purpose in my photography. It's not necessarily to make things pretty all the time, but it's all, but, it, but it's about, you know, using it to communicate in a way that now serves. 
And so this is just my story. And I'm not, I don't share this story with you to say, look at me, I'm wonderful. I'm just showing it to illustrate to you. When you find that place and you find that purpose, you will find that you also your photography just grows and and the experience you have while taking pictures also improves significantly it will because you are no longer just being random you are now living and shooting and using your photography with purpose so you know that's my story on on the one big mistake i was making the one big mistake you and many photographers might be making randomness and the way to overcome it, purpose. And the six questions that if you ask yourself and allow yourself to start answering honestly, and you don't have to have answers for all six, you know, you can just pick one or two. And if you can answer those, you will be well on your way. You'll be well on your way to now kill, killing the random, randomness bug and shooting and creating a photography life that is meaningful and substantial. Well, that's it. Thanks for um, sticking by. And I hope you got something helpful from that. I, I hope you this at least made you start to think because that's the sort of where I want, I want you now in a place where you're thinking and thinking about what might be possible for you. Because, because you know, the year is ending and the new year beginning is, be, is going to be here soon enough. And I want us to go into 2016 with a sense of more purpose than we finished 2015 with. You know, this is, this is not an idle topic. This is something that I want us to not just talk about, but I want us to put into practice and start to try and live it. And so I'll be talking about, you know... I'm not going to leave it hanging here. I'm going to talk about how we can we we can help each other do this better. And that will be coming soon. Before I go, I just want to remind you guys that I announced the photo tour New Orleans. Yeah, I, I announced photo tour New Orleans. Um, oh, a, a couple of weeks ago and, you know, got to, got the interest and we started selling some. So I'm really excited about that, but you know, there's still some spaces there and I want to make sure that you have a chance to come with us too. you know, photo tour New Orleans is going to be an awesome experience because we get to do just a little bit of everything. And that's what I love about it. We get to photograph everything from old architecture to food to um, wildlife to um, people in all kinds of diverse situations. It's just I probably one of the most fun things photographically. I, th- I call it one of the best learning vacations you can probably have. Now, I'm not going to tell you more about it now because we're going to you know, wind down, but I am going to share on phototourneworleans.com forward slash video. If you're interested in learning more about this, I'm going to do an in-depth video where I go through all the details of everything that's involved and everything you can expect to hear or learn or or see and shoot when we are in New Orleans. That's going to be March 31 through April 3. And I want you to come on out and join us for that because it's going to be a lot of fun. Go to phototourneworleans.com um, and and read a little bit more about it and or go to, go to slash video 
and if you go there and 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 watch the the video there that I I, I recorded to talk about everything that you can expect, I think you'll have a really good idea about what all is involved in this. And if you can come, then shoot me an email. Or if you're even if you're interested in talking about it, shoot me an email. We can set up some time to talk. All right. Love to see you there. And I would love to shoot with you and share the big easy with you. All right. Thanks so much. That's it for today. Remember, if you are, if you enjoy this, we, this is a regular occurrence. You just go to shutterbuglelife.com forward slash subscribe and, and drop your name and email in. And you can make sure that every time there's another one of these, you do not miss it because I'll send you a fun reminder. If you listen to your podcasts on iTunes, it's interesting. I found that most of you don't listen on iTunes. You listen straight from the website, which was interesting to me because I, I thought it might've been the other way around. So all of you guys who, you know, respond to the emails and go listen online. I'm thankful for you. If you are an iTunes listener, then don't forget to leave a rating and review because that's how we help other people find out about what we're doing and help. We get all get to help more people. Uh, Stitcher is the other platform where you can find the podcast. Go to stitcher.com and search for Shutterbug Life and you'll find all of the podcast episodes there. Remember, we are working on creating a a whole lifestyle around our photography, one where we create more than pictures. And I'm so glad that you're coming along for the journey and that you're growing with us where you are going to launch and love this Shutterbug life. Thank you so much again. And wherever you are and whatever you are doing, enjoy your Shutterbug life. I'll talk to you next week. Take care.